This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. I'm recording this outside on this beautiful day in New Hampshire, and it seems like this morning there is quite a bit of background noise, but we'll give this a try. Today I'm going to be talking about non-dual meditation. Meditation is a practice that's found in many spiritual traditions. It's not just an Eastern religion phenomenon. Even though the image of a yogi in a lotus position seems to be the stereotype. You don't have to sit cross-legged and chant Om to meditate. I'm a Christian, and I've been meditating for 50 years. Not consistently throughout all those years, to be sure. There were quite a few years where I forsook that discipline completely. For example, when I was going through my conservative evangelical phase, I rejected meditation as a pagan practice dangerous to my spiritual well-being. I had been warned by people that it was an invitation for demons to invade my soul, and so I didn't do it. But during the years when I was thinking more sanely, I have practiced meditation, or contemplative prayer as Christians prefer to call it. For many years, I led a Christian meditation group in my church, and I led spiritual retreats for other churches and for groups in my denomination. It was a very fruitful element of my ministry, and people still today remind me of it many years later. I learned to be a spiritual director from the Shalem Institute for Spiritual Formation in Washington, D.C., a Christian group dedicated to spiritual disciplines. I practice daily meditation now, but my meditation practice has changed in recent years. It has changed because of non-dual awareness. The way I perceive the world now is one reality, unitive and not dualistic, has changed the way I meditate For a while after I became aware of the unity of existence, I did not meditate at all. I felt like I didn't need to. I felt like, in a sense, I was always meditating. So why put aside a certain time and go up to my bedroom and close the door or sit on a cushion on the floor and close my eyes? But after a while, I saw the value of returning to the practice. So now I look forward to it every day. But how I meditate has changed completely, so much so that it does not even seem to be the same thing that I'm doing now. It feels like I should find another word for the practice. I used to meditate to achieve a goal. It had a spiritual purpose. It had to do with quieting my thoughts and my emotions and my body. It had to do with drawing closer to God in order to feel the quiet presence of God. 
and in the long term, I thought meditation would help me bring, bring me into a closer fellowship with God, or perhaps even union with God. To use other spiritual language, it would result in what Hindus call liberation, the Buddhist enlightenment, or non-dual teachers call awakening. I now see I was mistaken. There is absolutely nothing that anyone can do to wake up, to be enlightened, to be saved, to become one with God. Nothing needs to change. We simply need to be aware of what is already the case. We already have within us what we have been searching for. To put it more accurately, it has us. This is not something we can possess or achieve. It's what we are. It used to be when I meditated that I tried different techniques. I was particularly fond of centering prayer because of the Christian roots of that form taught by Thomas Keating. I used the Jesus prayer a lot as well. I used many different forms of contemplative prayer. And I created new forms and I taught them. I learned a lot of techniques of contemplative prayer at Shalim. And they're very good at that. Now I use no technique. And I teach no technique. There's no need for techniques. So you will not hear me offering a new surefire method for achieving enlightenment. I now think that techniques get in the way. They are a sidetrack. They are misleading. To use them as a means to an end makes it seem as if there were something that could be done to achieve a certain state of mind or prompt an experience or an opening or an awakening. And that's not true. In reality, people seek for what is already present. There's nothing we have to do. There's nothing to achieve spiritually. No techniques or discipline to be mastered. What spiritual seekers are looking for is not going to happen in the future sometime if we do this and that discipline over a certain period of time. If that is what you think, you're never going to find it because the future is always out of reach. It's always the future. So we'll, we'll be like a, a donkey pulling a cart by following a carrot tied to a stick. It's always out of reach. Even the practices that are so common today of mindfulness and trying to consciously be here and now don't help. Now those are, are good things to do. And they will quiet us down a bit and may even make our persona much more spiritual, appear much more spiritual. But that is not what non-dual meditation is about. When I meditate now, I have no expectations, no goal or purpose. I just am. I do not try to change what is going on in my head or alter my state of consciousness or achieve any spiritual realization. I don't need to. Everything is already here. It always has been. 
and always will be. And this is true for everyone. Not just me. It's just a matter of noticing it. When I meditate, I simply rest in what I am. I rest as awareness, as consciousness. I rest in being itself, or the ground of being, as Christian philosopher Paul Tillich called it. I dwell in this natural openness, which I am, which we are. When thoughts or emotions appear, they are no problem. They don't get in the way. For that reason, I do not force them out or try to gently escort them out or all other techniques that meditators have. It doesn't matter whether they appear or not. They are part of the awareness also. And therefore, to see them as a problem in meditation is itself the problem. That means that we are looking for something other than what is. So there's no such thing as a distraction in meditation because everything is as it is. I was talking to a listener a couple of weeks ago. He had emailed me, and we had arranged to talk face-to-face via Skype. He asked about my meditation practice, and I replied to him that, to me, there's no essential difference between meditating and not meditating. Now, there used to be a big difference between the two for me. And for that reason, I endeavored to try to keep that feeling that I had developed meditation and keep it going afterwards and have it carry over into my daily life. Now I don't need to because I don't see any essential difference. Any difference that there is is superficial. In meditation, I simply do intentionally what I am always doing more casually and more naturally throughout the day. Life is meditation, and meditation is life. The only difference now is that each day I get off by myself for a while and I sit quietly on a cushion on the floor with my eyes closed. But what I experience at that time is not really different. I'm always what I am. I cannot lose it or forget it or even lose sight of it. It's always right here as the medium for my existence. It might help if I tried to describe how I experience this awareness. And to do that first, I have to say that I can't describe it because it's not an object with qualities. It is the subject, the only subject that there is. But some words seem to fit better than others. These words are calm and clear and quiet, endless, luminous, openness, 
spaciousness. You know, Jesus said that in his father's house there are many mansions or many rooms, and what he was trying to communicate with that metaphor was spaciousness, like in a great cathedral. Light, peace, joy. These qualities really are just my mental, emotional, and physical responses to reality rather than descriptions of reality. Reality is nothing, no thing, and yet it holds everything. It feels like the vast expanse of the heavens on a clear starry night or the quiet spaciousness of the Grand Canyon or the majestic view from a mountain summit or the sound of a mountain stream. Now, some will refer to this as nature because that is what people intuitively sense when they are in what we call nature, in a beautiful natural environment. And nature is a gateway into divine for many people. So is religion. And this can be described as eternity, divinity, holiness, Glory, you know, because I am a Christian, my vocabulary tends toward Christian language. I call what happens in meditation as abiding in Christ. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. So during meditation, I abide in Christ, who is this reality. And then there is no distinction between my Lord and me. We are one. That is what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he wrote about being in Christ. You know, we dwell in Christ the way we dwell in this atmosphere that surrounds the earth. The way we dwell on earth. You know, we are not different from the earth. It just seems that way. Our bodies spring up from the earth and they return to the earth at death. And we are always the earth. We dwell in Christ the way we dwell in the universe. We spring from the universe and we return to the universe. And we have always been the universe. We can't be other. We come from God and we return to God. We are always in God. We cannot be other. In him we live and move and have our being, as Paul said. To be consciously aware of this is what it means to be awake. To see it clearly for the first time is what it means to wake up. To intentionally practice that consciousness is what it means to meditate. This is who we are. Meditation is intentionally putting aside time to be what we are. This is non-dual meditation. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. 
Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.